0: On today's show, let's talk about Grant Williams, bringing in John Corrales from Lockdown Celtics. He's covered him his whole NBA career. What does Grant Williams bring on the court on offense, on defense? And why did one of his teammates call him the most annoying teammate he's ever played with? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs.
1: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Marriage Lockdown
0: Don't believe you shouldn't be here.
1: Loyalty never fades away. No.
0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, Media Member and NBA, channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every Thanks for being part of the show making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be in every day, or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Lockdown Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. What's one question you have about Grant Williams? I'm curious. If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors and more stuff. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description to do that. And joining me, first time, not for maybe not first time. I think you've been on before. Host of Locked on Celtics, Boston Sports Journal, all around just legend in the game, John Corrales. What you got for me?
1: <laughs> yeah, nice intro. That was a good one. That made me laugh. Uh, have I been on before? I don't know. Maybe probably, this is the first Probably about something. I mean, it feels like I should have been, but then again, I don't know. We haven't had a case. I don't know. But, hey, every time feels like the first time
0: with you. <laughs> first time, long time. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about Grant Williams on offense, on defense, what, what he brings to the game. John Krause obviously watched a ton of his games. Really great basketball mind, so he'll share some good stuff on that. But I want to start here with Grant Williams. <laughs> I... It is my job to listen to your show and, uh, and others on the network. And I listen to your show a lot and you were dead set on the Celtics re-signing Grant Williams, even despite the tax money. I talked a lot about on our show, they're going to have to pay $40, $50 million in tax just to keep Grant Williams because of these new apron rules and all that kind of stuff. Why didn't it happen? Money. Uh, they, they I, I think it's a combination of things.
1: It's money and it's Joe Missoula. And Grant Williams just kind of fell out of favor with Joe Missoula. Which is kind of wild because, and when you hear Grant talk about the difference between Joe and the difference between Ime Udoka, uh, he, he's a little bit more glowing about Ime because Ime, I think, loved Ime. You know, he, yeah. And Ime, I think, really felt like Grant was a big part of the plan. And he seemed like a big part of the plan early on. But if there was one player that Joe really just kind of said, you know what, I'm kind of done with this guy. <laughs> it was grant and uh yeah it, it's hard to say what the impetus for that was i think grant m- might have gotten a little too ahead of himself offensively i think he tried to do a little too much i think he might have gotten a little too caught up in the becoming a restricted free agent and trying to earn some money uh but joe Missoula just never really kind of took to grant williams and when when it came time to decide, hey, are we going to pay this guy? Are we going to take the chance and and give him at least the one year? What I was advocating for was just do the one year, go all in for one more season, and then you can trade him afterwards. But if if Joe wasn't committed to playing him, then there's no point in paying all of that money, paying all of that tax to a guy who might end up sitting back on the bench. That would have been an, a very expensive 10th man so they said, we're not even going to mess with that. We're going to let him move on, negotiate your deal, go to Dallas, whatever, and and just move on because it, it, it didn't seem like his relationship
0: with Joe Missoula was going to bear fruit. That was going to be my next question is, why did Grant Williams start losing minutes? He played every single game in that finals run two years ago. 27 minutes yeah. a game in, in the playoffs. And then basically this past year, he didn't play in eight of the 14 playoff game or the first 14 playoff games. Like what happened there? So he's really, really good
1: at a few things. And I think he, like I said, get caught up in becoming a restricted free agent and showing, Hey guys, Hey, other teams in the NBA, here's, here's everything I can do. While the Celtics were like, yeah, we don't need all that other stuff that you can do. <laughs> you're, you're a corner three-point, like, God, like, he's, he's an elite three-point shooter from the corner. We called it his corner office for a long time. <laughs> um, he can put the ball on the floor and attack a closeout. That's fine. But then somewhere in the middle of the season, he kind of started to do this little dancey step-back type of shot and, <laughs> really started to try to do a little add a little floater to his game and, and and everybody's like oh oh okay grant floater okay wasn't the most effective shot in the world he wasn't just catching the shot okay he, I, it, the 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 closeouts coming pretty strong fake drive draw defense and then kick it back out like he's supposed to he was fake take a step come back as the guys recovering step back three pointer or, you know, getting into the lane, trying that little floater shot while guys on the perimeter are like sitting there wide open like, hey, hey, Grant, we're we're the better shooters. We're the better players. And I think that kind of started to wear on Missoula and and, and on top of that antics with the referees really just every time he was fouled, <laughs> constantly talking to the refs and, and like uh, to an annoying
0: fashion. And I have so, no idea what that's like at all. There's no players on the Mavericks that do that in any capacity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So get used to something completely new yeah. for your but at least at least the guy that you have that does that is like an all NBA player. Fair. And this is this is a you know, well, he'll be a starter for you guys. Definitely. Uh, but it it all kind of combined to come to a head and so he got benched and I remember I was talking to him after like he came off the bench again, like he, he started to get his minutes back, started talking to him about, Hey, you're, you're not going at the refs a li- you know, you're, you're kind of, you've gotten away from some of those things. Uh, was that the part of the reason? And he kind of, he kind of copped to it, he kind of you know, said, yeah, the, 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 you know, I'm trying to be more judicious with my uh, complaining, I guess. <laughs> uh, but all of that stuff was, was part of the problem. They needed him to be a certain, you know, a certain type of player, and, and kind of stay within the box. And mm. he is a young guy, uh, but older because he's been he stayed in college. Uh, he was going out to his first taste of free agency, even though it was restricted. And I, I'm sure that some of that wanting to show his bag, wanting to show, you know, hey, if the Celtics want to pay me, that's fine, but if another team sees some of the things on film and goes, oh, hey, by the way, he does kind of have a floater, he can work on that, he does kind of have a left hand, he can work on that, uh,
0: maybe we give him a little bit more money. I think he kind of got caught up in that, and, th- and that probably hurt him with, with Joe Missoula That's such an interesting thing, where you have a coach that you love so much, and it felt like Grant Williams loved Ime Odoka, and then went to Joe Missoula who, I mean, you documented a lot of Boston media documented how much he struggled. You had Marcus smart now Horford running timeouts at, at times. And for a guy to play outside of himself with a coach that he didn't necessarily vibe with. And then also he's got this free. It's just such a hard job to be an NBA coach. Sometimes to try and rein in some of these guys, with all these different ancillary things going on. And Joe Mizzou felt like he was, he was drowning at, at certain points uh, in the season for Grant Williams. Feels like he, he got out. Of, he got through the cracks a little bit. I was like, all right, I'm going to try a little bit more than I need to on offense.
1: Yeah, if you felt like if you felt like you were drowning, then you got Grant Williams kind of hanging on your legs, and you're like, "Come <laughs> on, dude, I'm trying to swim here." Uh, but again, Grant was a very helpful player. I advocated for him sticking around, yeah. because he was very helpful. At his best, he's hitting three pointers. He had that huge game seven against Milwaukee in the previous season's uh, playoff run. He is capable of hitting a bunch of shots. He is capable of putting them on the floor. He is a versatile defender. He came into the league as a small ball five and was very good under Brad Stevens as a small ball five. Then he, you know, the, the short turnaround, the bubble, all of that stuff, it hurt him because he never had a chance to kind of work on the perimeter stuff. Ime got in touch with him, said, this is what I need you to be. And, and grant became that a, a versatile defender then who kind of got away from the five and just was more switching one through four. Yeah. And I've seen him switch onto James Harden. Now he's not going to switch and, and guard James Harden for an entire possession, but he can do it effectively for, you know, on a pick and roll and at least get a stop until some help comes. So it's not a complete waste of a switch. So all of that stuff, is, is meaningful for Grant Williams, but if you have different motivations and if you came into the season, like he came into the season expecting a certain thing, a certain style, and then Ime has gone, Joe Mazzula comes in and everything goes offense, 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 mm. and, and it's, it's a tough adjustment for, for a lot of people, and when Grant started to get minimized because he wasn't as dynamic an offensive player – then i think it's it's weird because he, he's not di- as dynamic an offensive player but he was trying to be but it wasn't a place for him to try to be so he's either you either be who you are or come back next season with more in your bag but don't do it in the middle of the season so it, it just it just ended up being a tough situation i just remember joe mazula talking about guys with negative wingspans and says we don't have that here well except for grant williams and so he, he was always kind of like <laughs> You know, he kind of always had like a a little thing. I I just I think that 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 relationship is, on a personal level is fine. But I think on a basketball level was just never was never at a
0: point where it was worth paying him. What ultimately the Celtics are going to have to pay him coming up. Why did Marcus Smart say Grant Williams is the most annoying teammate he's maybe ever played with? <laughs> Lost will ask John that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibada. It's officially summer. New season means new clothes, but your closet shouldn't be the only thing growing when you make new purchases. You can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. They give you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, produce, personal care, pantry goods, all kinds of stuff. So you can beat inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account, upload a receipt, and you can shop and get cash back. It's that easy. Other apps will give you points that don't really amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back. The average user earns $120 per year. That's cash that you can just use on other stuff because you're already buying those things. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED. When you register, go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store. Again, use the code LOCKED. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on lockdown maps, being part of this show, part of the raccoon squad, being an everyday or listening every day. Got John Corrales here from lockdown Celtics talking about Grant Williams. We've talked about why he fell out of favor with the Celtics. And I think all those things you mentioned are going to fit really well for Dallas. They need somebody that can at least do something off the dribble because Dorian Vinnie Smith, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, these guys were not doing anything off the dribble. So if at least if you can do a little bit, I'm excited about that. Uh, and then Let's talk about him being annoying though because he's been he's been talked about. People have said it. I think Ryan Rossillo on a podcast recently said he's the most annoying player in the NBA. Marcus Smart in I think it was like a some kind of interview or press conference something said was asked about an annoying teammate. He said and a bunch of other guys were saying, you know, there's nobody really and Marcus Smart voiced up and said I ain't going to lie, Grant's so annoying, it's hilarious. Love you, though, Grant. <laughs> What makes Grant Williams annoying? I completely get it. Because uh, he's a nerd
1: and he won't <laughs> shut up. Uh, he's he that was, just, That's like what a lot honestly, of people say about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he'll work well over there. You guys will get <laughs> together on a podcast and go for three hours.
0: Neither so of us will talk. The other person will just talk over the other one the whole time.
1: so so yeah he'll he'll talk about like weird things he he's a he's a big board game guy he's settlers of Catan. he's like big like big into that kind of stuff so um i'm sure there's a lot of there are a lot of topics of conversation that guys are like what what are you talking about there's a clip if you search my twitter that him in the batman outfit in uh on on uh, halloween that 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 went viral but there's a a clip where you know he first of all he stayed in character the whole time he he came out after the game he got (laughs) dressed back into the batman outfit and did post-game media in the locker room and he was just talking in that that christian bale we're defending the city and like all of a sudden like out of nowhere jason tatum from across the locker room, was like, "Yo, Grant, what are you doing?" And like the whole place cracked up. Like he he did three minutes of media in the Christian Bale voice. It's amazing. So he does stuff like that, right? Luca's gonna think that's hilarious. I think. I think well, they're gonna sure vibe so but much. That's funny. It's funny, but every day, every day in the locker room, people are like, "Oh my god!" And and the thing is, Grant does not stop talking. He does not shut up. And it's endearing in a way. But if he feels like he's right, he will continue to talk and continue to make his point. And that's that goes into him talking to the refs because he, yeah. he's always very sure of the rules. Uh, he's a union rep, so he's very sure of all of the rules. And so all that so he gets he gets into people's faces on, uh, you know, in timeouts, which is great. He's a good teammate. He's a very good teammate. In a funny, annoying way in the locker room. Yeah, I can see somebody telling him, like, Grant, will you just shut up for five <laughs>
0: minutes? Yeah, I can see that happening. Everyone says that Grant Williams is really smart. You mentioned he's a union rep. He's, you know, very well spoken on the podcast I've listened to this this year. Where does that show up on the court?
1: Um, uh, I, I do think that he is he he understands where he's supposed to be. He understands the concepts he picks things up pretty quickly so he's he's not going to uh mess up by not knowing the play like he's not going to mess up by not knowing what defense they're in he is going to you'll see him directing guys like he'll have no problem when Kyrie is back and his guy he's kind of lost on defense <laughs> pointing like no you go there you go there like he'll he doesn't care who uh-
0: he's talking to by the way I think Kyrie was the least lost player on defense towards the end of the Mavs season last year
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going by things I just like muscle memory like Kyrie's lost on defense uh, but yeah he'll he'll say things he'll say things to Luca he he has no fear um and he he he's diligent in his preparation like he's mm. he is a very professional basketball player he works hard he's in the weight room he he loves being in the weight room he's a big guy he likes talking about how strong he is. So he'll, he'll get the, you'll get some of that stuff. Um, but he will, he will prepare. He will know the playbook inside and out and he'll know what he's supposed to do. He'll know what other guys are supposed to do. So it it shows up in the, you know, the, the conversations you'll see on the bench where he's talking to guys and you'll see him be demonstrative about being on the court and pointing and, you know, having that, even a debate, a back and forth about what should be happening on that play. So, so he, he is aware of, of everything. He's not, he's not going to be there kind of like glassy-eyed going, where am I supposed to go? He'll
0: know. He'll, he'll always know. You've talked a lot about this, the kind of defender he is. He's got a negative wingspan, but he's big. He talks about how strong he is and he is he had himself matched up against a ton of centers. I mean, I started going through the types of players he was guarding. I think of the players on the Celtics, he guarded Joel Embiid the most. So why Mm -hmm. does he get so many matchups with centers? He's strong, low center of gravity. He is a smart defender. He's a smart
1: player. So he's not going to block a ton of shots, but he is going to be very good positionally. And like I said, he can switch. So if, if he switches onto a player, he's, he understands angles. He understands uh who the opponent is. So he understands tendencies. Uh and and so when he's on a big, he he gets that you it's it's hard to move Grant Williams. It's hard to grant move Grant Williams because he's he's like six six. Um, but he you know when he gets low and strong and, and and digs in, yeah. I mean, Joel Embiid is going he's gonna get his sometimes, but he will also have a tougher time. He's going to wear down a guy like Embiid because it, it is going to be hard work. So he can switch, like I said, onto Embiid. He can switch onto a guard, a wing, and hold his own for, you know, half a possession until someone comes in and you know there's whatever the team scheme is. But he can hold his own there. Um, he's, he's tough. He's tough-minded, and you know, as we saw, you you brought up the Jimmy Butler stuff and, and all that. He he's not afraid; like he's not afraid of the moment. As much as he's a nerd and all of that stuff, he's self-proclaimed nerd. He is he's very tough and very willing to do the
0: dirty work, and and he's he's not afraid of taking a shot and giving a shot. Coming up, I want to ask about what Grant Williams could bring on offense outside of shooting, but also still talk about the shooting coming up. You don't believe you shouldn't be here. All right, here with John Corrales of locked on Celtics, talking about Grant Williams. He played for the Celtics for four years. He's seen a lot of Grant Williams. He's you were you that you were there when he did the Batman thing, right? Like you're standing in front of him. I was standing directly to his left.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, so funny. It's funny because he showed up in the outfit. But then I don't think he brought anything to change into. <laughs> he's like, "Oh,
0: these are my street clothes. So like, these are my."
1: After the game, he's like, "Oh, damn! I've got all I've got to go home in is the costume." So Might as well, go go with the bit. Roll with it. Roll with it. Absolutely.
0: Well, I'll bring him the Darth Vader helmet, and he can wear that next time. He will love it. <laughs> he he will that. love it. Uh, we've been talking about Grant Williams on defense. Something he said, I think it was on Theo Pinson's podcast, is that he struggles as a point-of-attack defender. You mentioned that you've seen him switch on to guys like Harden now. That's old Harden now. But you've seen him switch on to some of these guys. Why does he struggle with point-of-attack, or why did he say that about his defense?
1: Well, I don't think he's going to, like, if you get cross-matched and he's, you know, at the top of the key and a point guard or a ball handler's coming at him, he's not so quick that he's going to be able to slide and stay in front of the guy, We, you know, it's almost like trying to tackle a receiver in an open field and, and grants kind of like linebacker size. Yeah. If the guy's got a full head of steam coming at him, it's tough. But if it's an in, in tight kind of pick and roll situation where you're switching and when he steps out in front of a point guard that doesn't have that four or five step advantage, well, then he can get up there. He can, he can stay square and get that, that body in front and, and be somewhat effective, be a little bit of a deterrent there. But when you miss a shot and the outlet goes to a guy that, that's all of a sudden turning and Grant's right there, he's still, you know, a wide-bodied 6'6", kind of like, you know, power forward type build. So he, it's very easy for him to get juked. It's very easy for yeah. Uh, you know, a guy to go buy him that that's not who he is. He's not going to just pick up full court or anything like that. He's, he's a strong guy an undersized big in a lot of ways that can switch onto ball handlers and wings in the half court, but in, in transition uh, or cross match like that, then yeah, uh, obviously the other, the other guy is going to have an advantage if he has uh, you know, a few dribbles to get
0: going. I understand getting juked Uh, the other day I was in Kroger at the grocery store and I was standing in line and I all of a sudden to my right saw, you you know, when you feel a guy like start walking towards you and you're like, this guy's walking a little bit too directly at me that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I I turned and this guy, (laughs) this guy juked to the, to the right and then back to the left. And (laughs) I like, I, I just leaned like I didn't, I didn't completely fall, but I leaned one way. He juked me right, right out of line. (laughs) And, that's a direct parallel. That's exactly. I completely understand Grant thing. Williams'
1: problem. <laughs> that's the exact same. Th- I'm glad you put it in real world terms. If you've so, ever been no. juked at the grocery store, you understand getting juked. That's right. That's right. That dude That dude Euro stepped his way in front of you. He did. He probably, he probably had more than 15 items too. So he, he, he probably like he had no, items. he was,
0: he was just walking around and then he juked the aisle. Like he was about to walk into the corner of the aisle and he juked the aisle too. And I was like, this guy just, he, he, wow. he got game. Like he just lives and breathes the game. Like <laughs> some guys are just naturals. Yeah. He, it's just, it's just second nature. Grant Williams. Three point numbers are insane. Uh, He shot 39.7% from three over the last three years in the regular season, 43.3% from three in 61 playoff games. I'm excited to bring somebody that has playoff experience. Uh, What makes him such a great shooter? Why did you guys call it his corner office on the three-point line? Like what makes him so good? Yeah.
1: I mean, he, he in the offense was just a lot of times was just a floor spacer. Uh, When you're running the offense through, Tatum and Brown and you know Robert Williams is setting picks and and depending on the lineups you know Grant's out there it, it, he tends to kind of just drift into the corners and he got a lot of catch and shoot opportunities he just worked really really hard on those shots uh, that guy the lethal shooter that's his shooting coach and so he's worked really really hard why did that make me feel worse about it Oh really? You did? I mean, I I think that guy's a really good shooter, and so uh, he's he he's turned Grant into a really really good shooter. Um, well, it worked for him. So. Yeah. Look, Grant came out of Tennessee with a, a back to the basket kind of game, and he can still, you know, do that every once in a while uh, and punish a mismatch if it get if it gets there, but. He's just developed into a really, really strong three-point shooter. Now, he I think this is true of a lot of three-point shooters. They tend to get streaky, sure. and Grant has, has certainly been streaky. Uh, he's had some months where he's shooting at like 50%, and then he's had a 28 or 30% month here or there. And so it comes and goes, and maybe it comes and goes a little bit more because – This is something that he's added to his game in the NBA. Like he didn't come in. We, when, when he was drafted, he didn't come into the league and have people go, wow, here's, here's your three point shooter. Right. It was, he, he was going to be your small ball five that cut overflow offense and just finished rebounds, finished putbacks and stuff like that. And that was it. And, And so he developed into that game and just happened because of the Celtics offense to get a lot of opportunities in the corners. And he's done a really good job of being patient and really like allowing an aggressive closeout to, to just, you know, okay, keep on coming. I'm going to fake. And then just little sidestep, nothing too dramatic. Just, I'm going to s- step to the side here. I'm going to let you fly by me. I'm going to take a nice, comfortable three pointer. He, he's very good at that. But like I said, he will he will take take that dribble if he needs to and get all the way to the rim he can do that and he can make the right pass but the shooting the shooting sets all of that up and he's worked really really hard to become a really good shooter
0: what else outside of three point shooting we mentioned early you mentioned earlier about his he tried a little bit too much on offense what are you comfortable with him doing on on offense like what else is he going to bring that you you're saying all right this is a skill he has
1: yeah. I mean, when I say he's tried to do too much, like the the floaters, maybe, maybe at some point the floater game will be there, but that's, it's, it's not what the Celtics needed him to do. I'm, I'm comfortable with him attacking the closeouts. Like I've been saying, uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to create off the dribble, right? Like you're not just going to give it to him and get out of the way. That's not who he is, but he's going to set, he's going to set screens. He can flare out, he can pop, he can you know he can roll uh, and make a good pass off the short roll. he can hit those jumpers um he's he's not a creator he's just not uh in, in in the uh I don't know like he can he can do a couple of things off the dribble, but he's not just going to say all right eight seconds on the shot clock. Watch me cook because you know that that's just not that's not his game we have we've a, got two of those already <laughs> that's right, you know so you you he's not gonna wow anybody with his handle. he's not gonna be bringing the ball up the court. he's not initiating the offense. he is a you know uh, of the five guys on the floor, he's probably always gonna be at best your third scoring option uh because he's at his best. Playing off of the better players. Now I don't know what this summer is going to bring. You know he he's the he did have uh, surgery, so I I don't think that's going to really interrupt much of his preparation. Going to a new team, I don't know what Jason Kidd's going to ask him to do. But the one thing that's really good about him is he will contact, like he will have spoken already to Jason Kidd multiple times. He will get a kind of clear directive. This is how we see you playing with us and whatever it is that they're going to ask him to do, that will be his homework for the summer, so to speak. So he will work on whatever it is that Jason Kidd asks him to work on and try to develop that. But uh, mostly he's going to be catch-and-shoot guy, uh, dribble the ball a couple of times, and, and he'll, he can make the right pass. He can be part of a good motion offense. Uh, but anything more than that, it starts to get a little bit
0: dicey. Where that was maybe too much for the Celtics, that's a breath of fresh air for the Mavericks. <laughs> I mean, a, a spot of shooter that can actually put the ball on the floor. John Corrales, you can go uh, follow Locked On Celtics. You can go follow him on Twitter j- at John underscore Corrales, and then you can go uh, check out all his stuff over there, guys. Thanks for much listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.